Good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us wherever you are across the world today. You are joining myself, Reverend Ben Cooper, and we have Sandra with us today, Sandra Robson, as we look at the persecuted church. It is Thursday, and we are in the Lord's house, and we are recording at 8.46 within the UK, wherever you are at the moment across the world. May God bless you and strengthen you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And as we always do, we're going to have a quick recap, and then Sandra's going to lead us very gently and very powerfully into what the Lord has for us today but wherever you are today you know this is the day that the Lord has made I shall rejoice and be glad he's with you wherever you are but let's just see what Sandra has Sandra good morning how are you good morning God bless you I'm all right thank you yes good Um, good good just you know starting to relax just being quite busy just catching up with things because we've been working and then you know your holiday starts but you've got a lot of stuff to catch up with and admin and things so i'm just starting to slow down good good taking the weekend off excellent that's great well may god bless you on your trips and everything that lies ahead for you but we are going to be Looking at North Korea, the underground church, uh, exile, mm. and then we're going to press maybe into Afghanistan. Afghanistan, yeah. Number one on the world mm. watch list. Yeah. Uh, so, Sandra, let, let's let's gently move over to you. Okay, so we looked at North Korea and we looked at the fact that there is an underground church and sadly there's a report that um, many um, people have been executed in one of these churches. Um, but we did say about the, you know, the positive side that this church existed and that it's touched many lives and yeah. um, we pray that there will still be um, something God you know, uses what's happened and there are still others and we pray for their protection and then we looked at a lady um who's one of many who is exiled Mm -hmm. in north korea and her life and how she sees things and that was quite remarkable too and how she sees where she is as a mission field and how she sees how um the the difficulties in her life that she has to rely on the Lord even more and has a closer walk with him. And, um, yeah, so we saw how she managed to get out and managed to get medicines and Bibles and teaching, and that's incredible. We don't know how she did that, and we were saying how, you know, that was supernatural. And so, yeah, it's just... um, yeah, praise the Lord. And um, what, last week, I'm reading um, Extreme Devotions, which is yeah, um, published yeah. by Voice of the Martyrs, and it's an international bestseller, and they sold over one million copies in 36 languages. Wow. And it's been going for a while, and yeah. I, and some of these stories are from a long time ago. I mean, they when I say stories, they're real. These are accounts of either... The person still um, was alive and able to say it, but most of them were killed for their faith. And the people who they affected told their stories. Um, and this this particular one, um, I don't know whether these people are still living, but it just gives you an idea yeah. of what might have mm-hmm. been happening in that underground church that we spoke about. It just happened to, it was in my readings for last week. After I left, I had a look at this, and it was North Korea, Christian village, extreme patience. So all the things are, it says, extreme devotion. So everything mm-hmm. is about extreme, going to the extreme. Going to, yeah. And um, the, uh, the strap line is, this gift is for you. And it was, what is it? The missionary asked his friend while preparing to go into North Korea. 
Just take it. You'll know when you open it. Disguised as a businessman, the missionary journeyed into North Korea. He was assigned a communist guide with a, a, a person who liked to have long naps, which was fortunate. Seeing his opportunity, the missionary quietly left the hotel while his guide slept. He entered a nearby village and met up with a small group of believers. As soon as they realised the young man was a missionary and ordained, they said to him, You must baptise us. We have waited for someone to baptise us. In a land where possessing a Bible can mean 15-year sentence, or, you know, as we know, death, um, having a formal baptism could mean definite death. Without any lake or river nearby, the missionaries simply prayed over the believers one by one as a symbol of their faith. But to his amazement, they were not satisfied. We have waited 40 years for this communion, one of the believers said. And um, they immediately brought out some rice cakes. And the missionary thought they had been baptised without water. Maybe they could have communion without drink. Then he remembered the gift his friend handed him before going into North Korea. He quickly grabbed his travel bag and took out the package. It was a bottle of wine. Speechless, each villager wept openly, praising God for his timely gift. And the, the, the uh, scripture was, trust in him at all times, O people. I wow. just thought that was amazing. Powerful story. You know, um, as I say, there's no date on it, but um, they had waited 40 years, 40 years to be baptised and have communion. And it could mean certain death, but they wanted it to happen. And he, had, you know, and I think for him, because he did get out and tell this, you know, is that, you know, um, he was there at the right time that God created all those circumstances. Yeah, 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 yeah. And his friend knew to give him that. To take in. Praise God. And he didn't know what it was. It's, yeah, so I just thought, wow, Lord. You know, I just... Isn't it amazing? Yeah. Isn't it amazing so that's, how God works so and God that's an encouragement because as we look at Afghanistan, I believe these things are happening there. Yeah. Um, but we can't know about all the things because if we did, then it would put people in danger and put people at risk. And God often likes to do his work without people Amen. knowing about it. Amen, yeah, thank you, Jesus. Um, so, um, as we said, Afghanistan, we know that the Taliban took over, you know, America and all the forces left and they swiftly took over. And um, there has been a lot in the press about what's been going on and even with, um, as this article says um, in Release International, and they've put out this article to put, um, you know, facts rather than there was a lot of rumour. And it says it says here, for many of us who watch the TV during the, recent, the takeover of Afghanistan, um, the future looked bleak. There were rumours and misinformation abounding. Sometimes stories of persecution were even taken from other countries and superimposed on the Afghan situation as fact. Yeah. So they have looked at it very carefully and, um, you know, and they're saying that, you know, even before this happened, the church was underground, um, you know, that people mustn't be under the, you know, the idea that it, there was freedom there before. Um, it's that it now was the, very difficult. It was very sharp. Even it, more. It, yeah. So, so 
yeah what 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 we're saying here then sandra is that it wasn't free like no. we are in the uk no it was very tight all. in the first place yes but now we've gone to a complete and absolute extreme yeah, a lockdown, extreme yeah as it were a lockdown like north com- korea absolute complete yeah. lockdown no movement oh. no churches no christianity yeah. just squashing squashing it to the the max yeah and and hunting people literally um, like with, animals with a with a, a list although they don't they said that they uh, haven't heard any more about that. Um, so there is an underground church. There are no church buildings and believers are unable to gather only in relatively small groups. And um, one uh, Muslim uh, rel- person who they've managed to speak to yeah. um said as the father of family who had come to faith previously told our partner operation angel before the taliban seized power now operation angel is a radio station that's managing to um broadcast into afghanistan so i'll talk tell you about them later um I got beaten up by my uncle and brother who were angry about my new faith in Jesus. They are still bothering me and my children who are afraid to go to school at the moment. Yet the family remains true. I found the truth and he is Jesus and Jesus found me. In a recent conversation with that same family, and they sounded sad, said, we don't even have bread to eat. Thank you for your for your listening to our heart cry and for standing with us in hard times. So. Very interesting pictures you got there on. Uh, yeah. 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 So that's them. They're listening. Yeah. They're listening you know. to the word of God and out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Typical Afghanistan's uh, listening to the word of God. Mm-hmm. Looks quite bleak, doesn't it? In some mm-hmm. of the pictures, when you look at really their, their settings that are around them. Um, and the turmoil and the, and the destruction that they were going through. So very clearly, without any shadow of any doubt, that if you are a believer, mm. there's every possibility you'll be hunted down mm. in Afghanistan. Yeah, they're um, yeah they are looking to 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 remove yeah Christians. Um, there's increased pressure both from families and the Taliban. So it's not just the Taliban; it's families as well. Mm-hmm. Feel they that now have more um, simple pressure on them yeah. to to expose yeah. or to yeah, remove. Cause, yeah, because they're under pressure from um, the mm-hmm. imams and mm-hmm. the mosque. You know, where's your family? You know, why are they so, not? Yeah, at the mosque? so it's all. So one woman told. Um, the partners um we in our family all follow jesus we had christian books and my father always had a bible with him we are in hiding another said we are afraid at night homes are being robbed and people are being killed no it is less than than before but still we hear of it every day so they said was it worse and they said no it's less than before but we still hear of it every day so that in the beginning. Um, yeah, thankfully, up to the end of October 2021, there had been just a handful of reports of Taliban systematically searching for Christians. Uh, Christians are being taken or being killed or young girls being abducted as brides. So there's not as many reports of that. 
A number of believers have managed to escape the country. Others are desperately trying to escape across the borders, while most have had to stay. Many have changed locations, at least for a while. Christians who don't follow the outward forms of Islam, such as praying at the mosque and saying the um, Islamic profession of faith, stand out more clearly. So many now live with fear of being discovered and facing the consequences, including being martyred. Humanitarian crisis, as the, win- as the winter got underway, was widespread. The, um, there's hunger and uh, the poor harvest and food shortages and the banking system um, remains uh, uh, not able to work and there's a major breakdown in the economy. Known Christians are likely to be discriminated against when it comes to work and the distribution of resources. Again, that's to do with not going to the mosque and everything coming from there. They will also likely face pressures against giving their children, especially daughters, a well-rounded education, are likely to be more fearful for the safety of women and young girls, and particularly those not yet married. And um, it says the satellite TV that is um, was in Afghanistan, which seems to still yeah, be there, yeah. um, s- says, since the Taliban have taken over, we are receiving many messages from Afghans that the persecution is getting harder. Afghan Christians are contacting us on a daily basis, uh, describing how difficult the situation is. They are hiding and meeting in secret locations, Um, But winter is coming and that will soon become more and more difficult. And apparently Pakistan closed their borders initially, but now they're starting to ease um, movement of people and goods across the border. And so that's offering some hope for some Christians. Um, And it says uh, some draw a parallel with the events in Iran where under harsh per- persecution, the church multiplied. So they're not seeing it as a... Let, let's just pause a moment. Under harsh persecution, mm-hmm. the church multiplied. Yeah. That is an absolute supernatural move from the Holy God of Israel. It don't, don't you find that interesting? Maybe the listeners mm-hmm. just can have a think about that a moment. You think that the church, the more it is squeezed, the more it is chased down, the more it is hunted... The more it is growing, mm. it is moving. Nothing can hold the power of God. And and uh, you would think, wouldn't you, that the threat of death, uh, if you are a believer, would reduce the church almost overnight or within the morning completely. But there is an expansion. There is a growth. There is a move of the Holy Spirit yeah. where God is moving very powerfully, obviously, and very uh, correct with bringing this into the biblical terminology we have seen from from the beginning of the church the church has always been persecuted and the church has never shrunk that's what's really important religion shrinks and religion disappears comes and it goes and it blows like the wind but the kingdom of god grows and it moves and this is really encouraging to hear in a nation that is very brutal um and Mm. very uh pressed against Mm. christianity to find that it is growing that it cannot be controlled by man or gun that the kingdom of god is growing time and time and time again so powerful in line with with in line with the word of god i'm laughing as i as i as i say this that 
that as the world and as nations and as leaders and controllers try to erase the church, the kingdom of God is growing. Mm. It is doubling. It is moving. It cannot be controlled by man or gun. How beautiful is that, Sandra? Yeah, so they're taking inspiration. The yeah. Christians there are taking inspiration from Iran. From Iran. And saying, you know, that in the last 10, 15 years, how rapidly Christianity has grown in Iran. If it can happen there, why not in Afghanistan? We have a sovereign God and we know he has a plan, said one of the people they spoke to. I think about it. To think about it, you would say there was no chance for the church in yeah, Afghanistan. That's right. You'd say, yeah, there's no chance for the church. But you've said a word in there that they've said, and the key word is sovereign. Sovereign, yeah. Sovereign God. And we know he has a plan. He has a plan. He's sovereign. He's yeah. in control. He has a plan. No matter what we see with our natural eyes, our God is able. Mm. And they said that over the time when things were a little easier, but as we said, they weren't. You know, they're still very difficult. Says the underground church is increasingly well equipped to weather the storm and the church is invisible and has already learned (laughs) how to operate in secret. Wow. In the year 2000, there were just a few dozen believers. By 2021, they're understood to be several thousands, mostly from the younger generation. And they are really committed. Um. And so Operation Angel, which broadcasts the Christian message into Afghanistan, reported that the comments from one young man who um, contacted their ministry, things will get better. I will serve the Lord more than before. I had to move locations after the place where I stayed was broken into, but I don't plan to leave Afghanistan There are many people in the West to talk to about Jesus, but here there are few. I want to stay here and serve God. Amazing. Mm. And weeks later, he said, now more than before, people are open to hear about Jesus. I have shared with six or seven people already. And another woman said, our families found out that I accepted Jesus and they are and they come every day putting pressure on me to turn back. I follow Jesus, but I don't even know how to pray. Um, so they um, they were able, through this um, broadcast, they were able to uh, encourage her and talk to the Lord's Prayer. And for the last, so she's a new believer. Um, for the last few days, I've been asking God to show me if I am right or made a mistake. Now I know I choose the right way. God sent you to comfort me. Thank you. A week later, she said, thank you for praying for me last week. I had so much peace and joy all week. The pressure is increasing, but so is the harvest. Jesus is right there building his church. He is building his church. I will build my church Mm. and the gates of hell shall not prevail. What a powerful word from god i will build my church and the gates of mm. hell shall not prevail god is yeah, building this church the kingdom of week. god is moving we had that last week didn't yeah. we um and i just been having why sandra's reading i did a quick flick through the uh, and looked at that extreme devotion uh, that book that sandra brought to the table today uh, we would urge you to buy that uh, great accounts <laughs> I, w- I will say great accounts but lives have been lost but you see the power of god working yeah. martyrs mm. 
the voice of the martyrs very interesting the voice of the martyrs mm. um, and that has been and has always been kept quiet within the west you know it's always shouting and hollering and jesus and there's revival and all this and all that but actually uh, when you look at the voice of the martyrs and when you look at the persecuted church that is the real church of jesus christ it is moving it is powerful mm. it is growing even when the world and certain leaders and certain extreme uh faiths are trying to crush it the church mm. of jesus christ is exploding it is moving it is moving it is moving it is unstoppable what else we got sandra we're we're moving very swiftly this morning and uh, we've got some good stuff good information coming so afghanistan has suddenly mm-hmm. lifted itself to the top um we've covered a bit of the underground church refugees um, and what about the Bible situations and, and kidnapping and disappearing and uh, open worship? So much going on, isn't there? Mm, yeah. I mean, the, re- the other part of it is the refugees and um, the stories from refugees. I mean, you know, that was the, the next part I had. Um, so looking at what, what people have been able to do, where they have been able to... Um, Flee to. Yeah. We don't know the places because, again, that would put them under... Under uh, a lot of strain. Yeah. Um, So um, some have fled and are now living together in one house in a secret location with numerous other believers. Five families who managed to escape for their life from... With their lives, share a single residence while another building not far away, um, 10 families composed of 35 members fill bare rooms. But their joy in the Lord is evident for our partners to see. They are lovely Christians with a big faith and a big hope in Christ to have a good future. These believers escaped from Afghanistan because they were associated with the Americans, either working with them or converted by them. So the Taliban knew them and wanted to kill them, but they managed to escape from Afghanistan. Wow. They need our very serious prayers to survive in their new Christian faith, he said. They are entirely dependent on God and his people. Completely dependent on God mm. in every way, shape and form. Sandra, mm. where are you pulling all this information from? Just for a reference point um, for any listeners, because we've got quite a few uh, uh, release, magazines. So we've yeah, got release. release International, and it's just a, a continuation that particularly... Focusing what well, Open Doors and uh, Release International, Miris International have had quite um, a focus in Afghanistan before yeah. all this started. Um, so in January, March, um, a magazine The Voice, they, um, you know, they got an article about what was going on in yeah. Afghanistan, and now they've updated it with, um, you know, um, those who are fleeing. Um, so this one is called Helping Believers in Flight, and that's April to June. So this is the new magazine. Um, you know, so that's what I'm looking at. And also um, there's information about what Barnabas Fund are doing, and they've been quite involved with Afghanistan. Um, so Afghan Christians deserted and alone. But they're not. But anyway, that was the question. Okay. So, so rescuing Afghan Christians. So yeah. So those are the sources. Freely, um, 
freely to find, easy to get information from mm. the uh, from the internet, from the sites that we're always t- pushing about. You know, release international uh, voice of the martyrs as well. You'll find some stuff, and you got open mm. doors and, and different and other ministries that are out there in the persecuted church. And such a prayer point at the moment, Afghanistan yes. and obviously Ukraine and and everything that goes along with all that sort of stuff. But as we are talking about Afghanistan. Number one on the world watch list mm. uh, for the most hardest place in the world to live as a believer. Yeah, and I want to tell you about this. This is a testimony from a lady called Abru, and she came to faith in 2015, and she's had to flee. Um, but she feels that she is now in the right place for for God to use her yeah. with the refugees. So she says that um, a while after her conversion, Abu's um, husband died. It was a traumatic time, even though he had been opposed to her faith. I thought my family is finished, my life is over. But the peace of Jesus was marvellous. There were many difficulties, especially when I had to take my children and leave the home. No one gave me anywhere to live for two years, and I couldn't get my children admitted to any school. It was a hard time, but the Holy Spirit was my strength. I was rejoicing in my faith in Jesus. That was my strength. Wow. And she refers to the account of Jesus calming the storm in Mark um, chapter 4. And she says, My life was like a boat in a storm, like with the disciples in the boat with Jesus, yeah. rebukes the storm. Jesus was rebuking every storm in my life. When I read scripture, I felt strength in my soul and my body. And she is now involved in a ministry to a number of families who have come out of Afghanistan. And she said, in fact, she believes that that's why God settled her in her new home to be there to care for the Afghan refugees at this time. My prayer and message is that I want my relatives, neighbours and friends to know Jesus, the light of the world. Pray for me that more and more will be open to Jesus and receive him. My faith is big and I believe my God is big, she declared. Wow. Such so, powerful testimonies, yeah. powerful stories. Just, you know, you you listen to this stuff and, and your mind just switches off for a moment. Mm. All this powerful stuff where God is moving, God is saving, God is providing, God yes. is healing. Lots of things Absolutely. happening across the board. Yeah, Lots. and, we, you know, because we can get very caught up in yeah. what's going on now. I mean, you know, we can, we've got can't we? a lot of concerns you know and again you have to you know my god will supply all my needs according to his riches in glory and we've been praying for the harvest and for god to send his workers and he is and maybe not in the way that we um would like it to be but it is great that we can partner in this that's right and when we yeah. hear this it does shift our focus because he said keep keep your eyes on keep me your eyes on and this is what we have to do and look at this lady i mean she had nowhere for two years two years you know, um yeah you're just like okay I think Lord. two years i know and and you know Oh, yeah, oh, oh, Lord, uh, you know. Oh, Lord. So then, I th- it does put things in perspective. It certainly does. You know, I I am concerned about the everything that's happening. The you know, the 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 everything that's going on in yeah. um, 
Well, we're living in end times, in, aren't we? Yeah, in Ukraine, all the the price is going crazy. Yeah. The food shortages. The fuel, they're, they're calling. They're saying that it's happening. The scaremongering. And, yes. The fake news. You know, and and so you have to sort of sometimes say, no, I'm I'm just not going to listen to it. Some of it may be true, but I'm you know yeah, yeah. I'm not going to listen to it. You know, I need to just Focus. be thinking. What are you doing, Lord? Where are you working? And let me be involved in in your harvest. I think, um, and also in the protection of my brothers and sisters, so that they yeah. can, you know, preach the word. I th- think where you where so. you said about keeping your eyes on Jesus, I think that that is very clear. Hebrews chapter twelve verse two: Keep your eyes on Jesus, the author and pioneer of one's faith. So now is a time wherever we live across the globe, whether we are in Afghanistan, whether we're in the UK, America, you know, Korea, wherever we are across the world, whoever and whatever and wherever we are living. It's really, really important that we just keep our eyes on Jesus. Keep our eyes, keep our eyes, keep yeah. our eyes. The psalmist says, where does my strength come from? I lift, it up, I lift up my eyes and I look to the hills, I look to Jesus, I, I mm. look to God. But that can be so difficult, can't it? Mm-hmm. When, it when everything is beating against the house. Yeah. But then it comes back to that scripture, don't build on sand. Mm. Build on the rock and this is so encouraging again you know when you go in through small hardships which yes. they're not big you know yeah. they're but they're just like we're not used to it because we've had it so easy mm. and you look at this and it just as i say puts it in perspective and, and encourages and think well you know lord your word is true and you did look after this lady and you know she is you know um she did have her needs provided for it 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 took time she went through a hard time but you were with her and you strengthened her in her faith so now she can live and she appreciates and she is also um authentic in what she's saying to these afghans who are coming out Uh who've lost everything Mm -hmm. because she's that's happened to her she knows and she can share it in that way that we can't so you know but it's just like yes lord you are doing great things you are doing amazing things and as she says our god is a big god my faith is big and i believe my god is big and this is it i think this is where we sometimes are not Mm. with starting well i don't know i mean depends some people may think their god is big but i think sometimes we have made him not so big and say, well, maybe you can do this or maybe you can. No, my God is big and he Amen. is able. And, and that yeah, is how so they see it. And so they see it important. each time yes. because there is no one else. There is nothing else for them, you know. And um, I mean, Easter must be a really special time for them. And that's sort of where I want to end is to remember all yes. that our, you know, our brothers and sisters in these places, you know, that they will be able to celebrate Easter in some form or other. Praise God. Um, you know, because obviously that is the time. It's, it is uh, Ramadan now. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, looking at these um, prayer points and they're asking us to pray for a particular group thank of you, thank you, Muslims Father. in Afghanistan yeah. who are also being um, discriminated against and persecuted. But in that, they um, come alongside Christians because of that, because they um, struggle in that way. Um, but uh, they were saying that the Taliban has realised that and is being quite hostile towards them and has sort of cut them off because um, some believers had been sharing the gospel with them. 
And so, you know, to pray for them and the things that were sown there yeah. will take, you know, root. And uh, we just think, you know, think of, about, you know, when you think about Easter and, um, you know, Jesus. The power of Easter. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I've started to put put a bit more weight and a bit more uh, prayer into the word, the Passover, you know, remembering the passing over mm. of, uh, you know, the blood will be a sign. The blood will be a sign. It's really, really important. As Sandra said, that we pray for the Taliban um, and there must be uncountable amount of people that have been lied to and falsified to and brought into an ideology and brainwashed. So um, there are a lot of people that don't really know the truth and that, and that you know, mm. and I'm not just referring to Christianity, you know the truth and the truth will set you free. So many yarns, so many spins have been given out, so many falsehoods have been given yeah. out over the generations and, and over the years. It's also money. There's it's, a lot to it's do with money, money and control, you know, yeah, we'll political give you money, statement. We'll give you we'll education, look we'll look after we'll you. That. And that's why yeah. so many open, yeah. open mm. the, the, the city gates and said, yeah, yeah come in, because... You know, you're Look better what God than, is doing. God is know. supply. You know, so they they so. use they use that they use that band, don't they? You know, or we are. There's so much hidden in religion, isn't there? There's mm. so much hidden, and it's got this big circle around it. But yes, we must pray. You know, for for the terrorists, for the extremists, yes. and 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 all those that are caught on the other side. Because how did they get to where they got to? You know, but as Sandra said, our God is able. Mm. And God is speaking through visions and dreams. Yes. Where no Bible yeah, has been so landed, bad. no Bible has been landed no. on their dining room yeah, table. No and then suddenly, no. God takes them out of extremism. God takes them out oh. of that situation yeah. and he puts them in the kingdom of God. Yeah, like this, uh, you're saying that. Um, I have got an, another um, short testimony, and this is a former Iman. Who's had, to, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. who's had to flee. And it says, while studying the Quran, I found that there was something missing. So I started reading the Bible. Not long after, I had a meeting with a pastor and came to faith. Now, he's had a grenade thrown at him. He's had his, uh, at, his at his house, rather, where he lived. And um, he's been attempted kidnapping. Yeah. And so he's had to, you know, he had to flee. Um but um, he said, I've lost everything except Jesus. And uh, pray for me that I will be steadfast and live as a Christian even to death. My fear has gone and I have a living hope in Jesus. So I am not afraid of persecution or being killed. My eternity is safe. Amen. Beautiful. What a way to finish. My eternity is safe. Mm. And that brings us round to a circle that we really just oh i don't even know if we actually picked up on what sandra said we talked we spoke very earlier it might have even been off the mic when we said about salvation um, i'm not quite sure now myself you know i think the most important thing that anyone can do now is work out your salvation with fear and trembling trembling am i saved mm, if we're asking yes, these questions yeah. am i saved yeah and that is a scary question to ask am i saved mm. god is working in you and through mm. you and when you get to that sort of point, when you get to that point, God, I'm, I'm, am I saved? God, help me, please. Yes. Mm. Yes. Oh, yes. It's when we get in a religious skin and we just take things and we become arrogant and we be, 
dogma sets in and all types of things set in but the question i ask myself and i'm so pleased that i have the confidence in christ to say lord am i saved yes i know you have Mm -hmm. i know you're saving us i know you set us free so that is what we're going to leave you with today Mm -hmm. sandra has brought a beautiful um very gentle very interesting very powerful recap north korea underground church exile afghanistan number one on the world watch list the underground church refugees you know spoken about so much and she's brought this beautiful book and as i look across Mm -hmm. the the table there extreme devotion Mm -hmm. uh very interesting very thick book very powerful book yeah so wherever you are today Put that in the, the search mm. engine, Extreme Devotion. Grab yourself a copy, have a read. Mm. And as Sandra said, it will bring things into a line of, okay, God, I'm all right where I am. Mm. Amen and amen. Sandra, we yeah. thank you so much for what you brought today. May God bless you and strengthen you. And may God just give you rest as you have a few days away. And Thank whatever you. that may look like in the name of Jesus. But may God bless everybody on the other side of the mics, wherever you are across the world today. You've been listening to Sandra Robson as she brought the persecuted church to the mics today as she does every week. And as we're getting back into the rhythm of the Thursday as we gather, whatever your time zone is across the world, it's round about half past nine, 25 past nine here within the UK. We just want to say thank you so much to everybody that shares these podcasts out can we please urge you to keep pressing and sharing and and and, uh contacting and communicating with us you can find us on buzzsprout spotify iHeartRadio, and so many other uh social platforms thank you so much for joining us on this journey that we are all on a journey following christ in the precious name of jesus all things are possible to those who believe have a great day in the name of jesus amen